The great Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. Jigsaw and his element joins us every single Tuesday here on the Daily Ticket. We'll do a final judgment and a lot to talk to you, Tony. First of all, how you doing, my friend? I'm I'm great. And number one, you know, hats off and prayers go out to Tiger Woods, man. That's a shame. Like you said, says it's not like threatening, but I mean, look, I hate to say it, but it could be the last time we ever seen him swing a golf club again. So. We shall see. Sad, man. It's sad. You never know. And again, it could have been. Nope. It could have been anybody. Uh, those the visuals of that car, uh, actually nasty. Just absolutely nasty. So, uh, as you point, as you just said, our thoughts are with him, and uh, that's all we could do at this point in time. We shall see. Um, Jigsaw got a lot to discuss with you. First of all, let's start with the NBA because I know you want to mix it up as the MLB, and that's great because you and I are like the only ones that are talking about it right now. Uh, and we see images of Bryce Harper down there and, and Clearwater and get excited again. Looking but good too, Oh, yeah, it looks real good. looks good. <laughs> he didn't take a day off, that's for sure. Um, but I want to start with the NBA. 76ers tonight taking on the Raptors. Point and a half favor at, at Toronto, a.k.a. Tampa. Um, and that's where Toronto's playing their home games for the people that don't know this year due to COVID. So how do the 76ers come away with the victory versus a team that has owned them? They're straight-up kryptonite for the 76ers. How did the Sixers come away with a victory tonight? I'll tell you, man, I am so excited for this game because I want to see if they make the adjustments that we both know they need to make. Number one, they need to be, they need to be more decisive with the ball. You know, there was a lot. And, and this, we talked about Ben Simmons being more decisive, but you looked at Tobias Harris, you looked at Danny Green, you looked at Shake Milton. Everybody was afraid to shoot the ball in that game. And, and Toronto is probably one of the quickest and shiftiest defensive teams in the NBA. They get in your face quick, and they get in your face hard. And the Sixers weren't ready for that in that game. So that, the biggest way they beat Toronto, in my opinion, because Tobias isn't going to have a shooting night like he had again tonight. It's not going to happen. Ben Simmons was the, the bright spot in that game. Isaiah Joe as a, a, a low-level bright spot as well, coming off the bench, playing more minutes. But tonight... In my opinion, Sean, they just have to be more decisive, and they have to shoot better. It's that simple. All right. Looks like uh, Lazio is on the board, so there goes my 5 nothing. Damn. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> that would have been a nice payday. It's 4-1. I took a shot at it. 5 nothing would have paid out major, major money. But, uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? The, 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 the victory is all I need. That's all that matters here. Um, with that, with that being said, although he might be offsides, Jigsaw might be offsides, and that goal would be coming back off the board. Let's go to VAR. Let's go to VAR. Um, to the Sixers, though, just as far as what we've seen this season, uh, they could defend the three-point better, and that's how Toronto was able to, to come away with that victory on Sunday night. They were just unguardable from the downtown. Um, how do you how do you get better at defending the three? I guess I want to ask you that question. What what approach would you like to see the Sixers take to get better at defending the three? Because that's all anybody does anymore is shoot the three. Yeah, for some reason in that game, even with that, they were still in the game. But the way you defend better against the three, yeah. you have to fight through screens. Right? You have to fight through screens, and you have to get to your spot faster and quicker. And it's exactly what Toronto does. If you look at that game film, that's why Toronto was so good defending our three-point shot. And Tobias at one point was like one for nine. It's because every time he went to square up, somebody was in his face, something we couldn't do because we couldn't work around the screens. Nick Nurse went small in that game. He went small and he went fast. 
And, and that is the way in his mind to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. We will not let Joel beat us down low, and we will let everybody else try to beat us. And unfortunately, nobody could have stepped up except Ben Simmons, and that's why we lost that game. Yeah. Well, tonight they got another match, so we'll see if they're able to uh, finally figure out Toronto and come away with that victory. Would you back the 76ers tonight, or would you just stay away from the sky? Yeah. You would back the Sixers. No, I'm going. I'm going in on the Sixers tonight, man. I can't. I can't wait. I. I think they. I, honestly, I think this is. If this was a Brett Brown team, I would feel completely different. But I think Doc Rivers went right into the lab, went right into the game film, was like, okay, this is the adjustment we make. This is what we do. And I think tonight they come out as a victim. All right. Well. Like I said, point and a half. There are some people out there that believe this number could flip and Toronto could be a favorite come around game time. I don't see that. Uh, as yeah, I said, that, yeah. that would be weird unless yeah. somebody's out that we don't know about. Yeah, that's true. Seth Curry is listed right now, but uh, as long as you get Ben and Joel in there, I don't see this number flip. Or Tobias. As long as those three are in there, I don't see this number flipping at all. Um, the T. Cotillo 23 is where you can find them. On socials, Heat Ratio Sports, kick a button, taking names. You're going live this evening. Uh, I saw Jeff Mosher will be joining you. That's pretty cool. Uh, how could the people catch that show later, later tonight, Tone? Yeah, you just check at Heat Ratio Sports on uh, YouTube. Just go to the YouTube channel, hit it up, and, and we'll be live at 8 o'clock. We roll, and Jeff will be on at 8.30. So uh, it's going to be a fun night. Very cool. All right, Jigsaw, let's go ahead and get into, uh, look, first of all, you got some NFL thoughts that you want to get out there. Of course, we'll continue to talk NFL all season long, but I'm starting to get the itch for spring training. I'm starting to get the itch for the Major League Baseball season that hopefully is right around the corner. Hopefully, they do play uh, 162 this year, but I'm not holding my breath on that. So, for the people out there that are talking about possibly playing some season-long wagers, I would just hold up on that because the books, uh, they need you to play 160 at the very least, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. So I'm going to wait on my futures until we get around uh, the the opening day mark. But as far as I'm concerned, it's been a crazy offseason again when it comes to the young talent and the Padres ponied up in a big way, $340 million Fernando Tatis. Now, when you break it down, Tatis isn't going to sniff nowhere near $300 million. Uh, he worked with uh, uh, Michael Schwimmer, who is a former Phillies player, and he has this like baseball academy, but basically uh, it cost uh, Fernando Tatis like $30 million. He came up with him. So that's $30 million to them. Uncle Sam gets their cut. Taxes, all that good stuff. At the end of the day, Tatis, I'm not going to cry him any tears, but I think he's going to end up with like $128 million out of the $340 that is being paid, which is just crazy. But still, um, as far as the Padres are concerned, did they get a bargain here? I think they did. I really do. I mean, you're, you're talking about one of the top three young best players in the game. Uh, you're, you're looking at a guy in, in 143 games, hit 301, 39 home runs, 98 RBIs, and stole 27 bases, and is not a liability in the outfield, which a lot of people are nowadays. So this is a kid who plays all the, you know, a, a, every day. He, he is, he's not injured. He, he, his, you know, one thing about young players is you see a lot of young players that pull a lot of hamstrings, have a lot of soft tissue injuries because they don't have they don't know how to take care of their body. That's one thing about Tatis that you do not see. And the San Diego Padres, as a team, had a historic offseason by getting two former Cy Young winners in Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish to put in their bullpen or put in their starting rotation that was very good last year. So this Padres team, we all laugh 
I know I did because I wanted no part of Manny Machado. And when Manny Machado went to San Diego, I was like, ah, oh, goodbye, Manny. You're perfect for you. West Coast boy. It's all about <laughs> Manny. Maybe Manny knew what we didn't know, and he knew he was going to a team that in a couple of years was going to be a serious contender in the West. Yeah, well, uh, the Padres are fun, but when it comes down to that division, there's no way you could pick them above the Dodgers, right? I, you know what, Sean? I actually would pick them over the Dodgers, and I'll tell you why. And I know the Dodgers because your jigsaw probably goes <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing: the Dodgers rotation probably goes eight deep, but I, I don't care defending champion or not; doesn't matter. Sometimes you know how hard it is to go back to yeah. back. How hard it is to get back. Right? We we talked about that, and they made two moves. Now, again, a lot of people are going to say you Darvish. Listen, it could have been a mirage last year. You know, the guy has a lengthy injury history. But you're, you're forgetting the rest of the rotation. You're, I mean, they're in lineup, okay? Even when a guy like Will Myers goes eight deep. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be one heck of a test for the Dodgers. I just think that this year the Dodgers are going to hit with the injury bug, and I think the young kids from the San Diego Padres are going to come out on top and take that division. Mm. And just to let the people know, at DraftKings Sportsbook, Dodgers plus 350 to win the World Series, Yankees plus 550, then the Padres at 8-1, to one. Chicago White Sox eight and, uh, 850, uh, plus 850, Atlanta Braves 10-1, to one. Mets 10-1, to one. Twins 20-1 to one right there. So uh, Padres and Dodgers, all eyes are on the West Coast as we speak. Uh, and I totally agree with it and totally understand it, but I'm probably leaning to the Dodgers, even though I do respect what you had to say about repeating. It's extremely tough. So uh, that could be the case when we talk about the next World Series champion. Uh, keeping it moving, T. Cotilla 23 is where you can find him on socials. Let's talk about some other teams as far as the Major League Baseball season is concerned. The Atlanta Braves, is it their division in the East? You know, the NL East, is, and we talked about this last week, is, is quite possibly the best division in all baseball, not just the National League. If you look at it from top to bottom, it, right? Think about that. It, it, it is. They have some supreme talent. And here's the thing: the Washington Nationals. They just. They still go three deep on on the top of the rotation. They have not only the, a great lineup, but we just talked about Fernando Tatis. Let's talk about Juan Soto, who could possibly. You know, you look at Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. Two guys in Washington and Atlanta that probably are the top three in that top three in baseball. Okay, so they play in the NL East. You have a team in the New York Mets who has a heck of a of rotation. The Braves, I mean, listen, if Ian Anderson is just a shell of what we've seen last year with Max Freak, that is going to be one heck of a rotation. So, and the Phillies, and let's not leave out the Phillies. I mean, you know, we can say what we want, but they did have a pretty good offseason. And we talked about this last week. If Zach Eflin could turn into a really formidable number three, they had that one, two, three punch that quite possibly could make them a contender in the NLE. So you name me another division that goes those top three teams are that deep and that comparable and they're going to be fighting each other like dogs throughout the, you know, the whole year. I know we just talked about the NLS, but besides that, I don't see another division that even touches the NLEs. All right. Well, uh, baseball season right around the corner. Matter of fact, spring training today. There was a spring training yeah. game today. 
Was there a game tonight? I thought I saw that there was one today. I could have sworn there was. I'm looking at it right now, pulling it up on ESPN. I might have been wrong on that. Might have been mistaken. Maybe somebody was throwing some fake news out there, and they got me. It would be too damn early for a spring training game, but you never know. Yeah, with I, those... think they, they just report. They just report it. Yeah, so. I mean, with the split squads. All right, now I'm pulling it up here. First game is on actual live action. Sunday, February 28th. So this weekend, but I thought I saw something oh, today. Not close. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, all right, so plenty of time to talk about Major League Baseball. Now let's get over to the NFL, Tony. And I want to talk to you about some fantasy side of things. Of course, Tony does a great job covering all things fantasy for us here on The Gambler. Jalen Hurts. Am I drafting Jalen Hurts? I'll tell you what. I am excited about Jalen Hurts. And you know me, so I had to give you some uh, – I, I call it a little heat, so I give you some numbers, too. Okay, this is what I want everybody to look at because I make statements and I don't throw, don't throw them up against the wall for a reason. Okay, I am selecting Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers this year at fantasy football if he is a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just listen to this notion, and this is why. Okay, so not only is he a top 10, but he's most likely a top 7 quarterback in fantasy this year. And if you look at this list – I think I, we all can agree, in some order, Mahomes, Allen, Murray are your top three. Uh, you know, we'll see where Deshaun Watson goes. Maybe if he goes to Carolina, to me, he's number four. Justin Herbert rounds out the top five. But after that, it's all question marks. Russell Wilson, age 32, didn't have a great second half of the season last year. Lamar Jackson didn't have a great first half of the season, even though he is only 24. They have Jalen Hurts at 23. And then underneath him, I have Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. Now, in three games last year, and I know what all the prognosticators are going to say out there on Twitter, oh, you know, I look at week 13 and week 17. No, you don't, because week 17, Doug was a dope, had no idea what was going on. So you just throw that game out the window. Week 13, he came in a half a game. Whether, no matter what he did, doesn't matter. Look at 14, 15, and 16. He scored 23, 41, and 28. In week 14, he was the 12th highest fantasy quarterback. In week 15, he was the second highest-rated quarterback. And in week 16, he was the eighth. If you take those in consideration, that's seventh overall. Okay, so 847 pass yards, 238 rush yards, six total touchdowns, and three picks, averaging 31 points per game for fantasy. He will be a top-seven quarterback next year. Ooh, wow. All right, well... If they extrapolated the data as they did a, a couple of days ago, and I brought this up on air, where uh, he played in what four games last year, talking about if he did play throughout the course of sixteen, what he would have done numbers wise and all that, running the football, yeah. they're looking at ten rushing fo- uh, rushing touchdowns uh, if he played Huge. sixteen games. Yeah, that's really damn good. I'm just curious to know. What you have to look at. Yeah, um, just the arm, and who's going to be catching the ball for him, and is that successful through 16 games? Can that work? Uh, These are questions that will be answered, but uh, I don't know where I'm at. I do know this. Jalen Hurts, if he's there and and he's on the board, I think you have to take him. I do, uh, because I think he's going to put up a lot of numbers. Well, here's the thing. If you're you're faced with the decision, Jalen Hurts or Matt Stafford with the Rams, who do you go with? Jalen Hurts. Or Matthew Stafford with the Rams. Yep. Do I have Do I have to pick between those two? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you come up, right, Patrick okay, Mahomes. Well, uh, if you, if, <laughs> right. All right. Say all right. All right. Throw throw Lamar Jackson in there. Wow. If those three guys are sitting there, who are you taking? Well, I'm not taking Jalen Hurts. 
I could be talked into Lamar. Um, I yeah, I'll probably take Lamar over Matthew Stafford. I it's just new, it's fresh. I don't. I I hear how it's going to work. I need to see it. I'd probably stay away from Stafford altogether unless I have to take him. Hurts if he's there, he's available in the later rounds, which he might not be because it seems like everyone's starting to think like you're putting it out there right now. Um, but Lamar, I, I would take Lamar over Jalen. See, Lamar scares me. He really, he really took a step back last year. He really did from a fantasy perspective. And if you look at his overall totals, I mean, he he spent more weeks on the other side of the top fifteen than he did inside the top fifteen. And that's a major problem as a fantasy owner because if you don't have a top ten quarterback, you're not going to win. So, and you're drafting this guy as a top ten quarterback, and he just didn't produce last year. All right. You the man, Jigsaw, as usual. T. Cotillo 23 is where we can find you on socials. Tonight, Heat Ratio Sports going live. Jeff Mosher, fantastic watch. If you're sitting around later tonight, just get on socials. You'll be able to find Tony and uh, tune in because it's always a good time to catch those guys when they go live. Jigsaw, fantastic stuff as usual. Tomorrow, look forward to your vignettes. Keep it coming, man. You're dialed in on the NBA fantasy scene, my friend. Getting there, buddy. Getting there. We're, we're getting there. Three hits a day. Two for three every day. If we can continue that, we're gold. Damn right. Tony Jigsaw-Cotillo, there he is. Tony, appreciate it. All right, Sean. Thanks, buddy. There he is. Tick-Cotillo 23.